Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Savannah Hoban, and you're listening to In Between Extremes, the podcast that puts you in the middle of some of the hottest debates. So strap in and get ready to experience debate as never before. Be prepared to have your worldview flipped upside down as you're taken through both sides of the most heated arguments known to man. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into our very first episode, Nature versus Nurture. Okay, so I know that the title gives the subject away, but I'm still going to talk about it. I chose Nature versus Nurture for the first episode because it has been around forever. No, seriously though, it's been debated since around 400 BCE. And I know, I know, some of you are thinking, sounds cool, Savannah, but I'm not really sure what nature or nurture really means. Well, look no further, my friends, because I'm here to break it down for you, right after a few words from our sponsors. Hey you, yeah you, have you ever wanted to know more about yourself? I know I have, and now we can with 23andMe. For less than $200, you can access information about your past, present, and future. You'll learn everything there is to know about your ancestors, your genetics, and what you could pass on to your future children. So don't wait. Get your kit today because health happens now. Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you had a great time listening to our sponsors because without them, we really couldn't be where we are today. I know it's only the first episode, but having a sponsor this early on really gives me hope for what this podcast can become. So we were talking about nature versus nurture, and we've established that um, the real argument is which has a greater impact on how we behave and who we are as people. So here's the answer, everyone. Nurture, the answer is nurture. Our environment has a greater impact on us than our genetics. So our environment basically could be a whole ton of things really. And we see this in physical aspects of our life all the time. So yes, genetics can determine our eye color and our hair color, but we can change those things, right? We can put in colored contacts and change our eye color. We can dye our hair. And um, so if we can do, if nature can impact us physically, why can't it impact us emotionally and behaviorally? So um, don't just take my word for it. Like, I know that I'm not the most experienced person ever in the field of psychology, but I have done some thorough research and I do have some experiments that have supported what I am saying. So here we go. Um, There's a lot of studies that have shown that people learn behaviors through observing others. So one example of this can be language. We see this every day. So even if a person is, um, take adoption for example, if a person is 
born from English-speaking parents, but they are raised in a household that speaks Spanish. They are going to speak Spanish. So that is an example of how the environment can impact how we behave. Similarly, if someone already has a predisposition to alcoholism, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to be an alcoholic. But if they also have a um, alcoholic parent on top of that predisposition who is like actively showing their alcoholic behaviors in front of their child, that child is more likely to grow up and become an alcoholic just from seeing that behavior from someone that they um, look up to and are being raised by. So um, a more solid like actual experiment that has been conducted um, is the Bobo doll experiment. Um, it was conducted in the 60s, so most of you probably don't know what a Bobo doll is, so I'll let you know what that is. Um, a Bobo doll is basically those inflatable balloon dolls. You may have seen like videos of people punching it and then it, like coming back and hitting them in the face. That's the most relevant idea really that I can come up with to have you guys know what I'm talking about seeing as this is a podcast and I can't really show you a picture of one but it's named after this doll because these kids were um like the experiment was basically to see how the kids would interact with the doll right so um this experiment was conducted by Albert Bandura again in the 1960s so Um, We probably could conduct a similar experiment today, but as of what I know, that has not been done. So we are going to be talking about this one. Okay, so the experiment um, took three groups of children and the groups of children were basically told to watch a video of an adult. So the adults and two different adults. So one one group of children watched an adult that was in this room, like being recorded, um, who was interacting with this Bobo doll and they were being very violent towards them, like hitting them with a hammer and punching them and things like that, like violent and aggressive actions. And the second group of children were shown a um, video where the adult did not interact with the doll at all. It um, The doll was in the room, but the adults just kind of ignored it and decided to play with another toy in the room. Now the third group, of course, was the control group, so they were not shown a video so that they couldn't be influenced in we got to see their genuine reaction. Now, um, I really do encourage you guys to look up this video because it's like really fascinating. And just like, if you're interested in this at all, like I'm mentioning it right now, but I don't have everything there is to say about it. So if you want to do your own research, it's highly advised. But from this result, what we got was the children who were showed the aggressive behaving model of the adult um, 
when they were placed in the same room with the Bobo doll and other toys, they, after a while of time, they ended up acting violently towards the doll, such as what they had been seen. While the people who were not, well, yes, people, but children who were shown the model of adults who were like ignoring the doll didn't act in violent behavior. And the control group, of course, was there to see what kids would naturally act like. And in support of the argument that um, Bandura was trying to make, the kids in the control group didn't act as aggressively as the kids who had been shown the aggressive videos. So that kind of showed that aggression can be learned from observation of other people, especially adults, because the whole adult and child dynamic, even if it's not your parent, um, children look up to adults because that's what they're gonna be someday, you know? Like, they're in charge and we're taught that at a very young age. So, it's really, like, I think adults really have the largest impact on people whenever it comes to nurture. So I think that's kind of a responsibility that we need to take into our own hands, you know? So as you can see, nurture really is the greater impact. Um, but there is another side to the story, so we are going to get to that. Now that you know one side of the story, it's only fair that you know the other side. So, people who believe that nature triumphs over nurture, such as Robert um, Plowman, I hope I'm saying that right, but please correct me if I'm wrong in the um, comment section. But So, he is a psychologist and he's really focused on studying how like, he's been doing this for four decades, so he's really focused on how genetics, so nature, shape who we are. So he's really the perfect person to be talking about for the nature side of the argument. So um, he claims that nature is more um, influential because this is just one of his claims, there's many, but because mental illness runs in families. so. This is obviously a true fact. Mental illnesses do run in families. It's a proven thing, but we cannot just say that because genes like these run in families that nature is more impactful than nurture because really, like any other disease, I was talking about alcoholism as an example earlier. Well, if someone, like I said earlier, if someone has a gene that exposes them more to be um, more perceptible, I guess, to having alcoholism, they can do things to prevent it. They can manipulate their environment, their nurture around them in a way that benefits them so that the negative genes do not impact them in a negative way. So they could um, with the alcoholism 
example, they could not drink because they know that they have a predisposition. So um, also with mental illness, if you have a mental illness, you can get therapy, you can work through it. And there are ways that nurture really can, like we can use it as a tool to like help, not necessarily fix, but better understand the nature that we are given. So while nature does obviously have an impact, like I have stated before, because nature and nurture work together hand in hand, um, nurture kind of is more impactful because we choose what happens, but we don't always get to choose. See, with um, genetics, we cannot choose our genetics, but and although we can't control everything in our environment, we can make our own choices to help influence our environment for a better nurture. So I think that that really shows the greater impact that nurture has on our behavior. So now that you know both sides of the story, as well as my own opinion on the matter, it's your turn to get on on the action. So feel free to send in voice messages with your thoughts and questions about all things nature and nurture, whether it be pointing out something that I failed to mention or simply um, discussing your own opinions. Um, Yeah, I would love to discuss what you have to say on an upcoming episode, and I hope you tune in. So thanks, guys. Bye.